0: After the London Bridge attack, there were, or, or sort of during it, because at the time it seemed it, it did go on for a few hours, and uh, it was unusual in that regard. It, it it took a while for the for clarity to emerge about what was actually going on. At one point, it seemed like there were three separate attacks going on. But during this prolonged period of confusion, uh, there were quite a lot of things going on on Twitter, as you would expect, and. Yeah, several things uh, emerged. One of them, I'll I'll get to at the end. Um, the others are just sort of standard tweets. And again, I've I've I made these notes at the time because I want to try to illustrate the the range, an incredible range of delusion uh, that was going on at the time. The first thing is uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is not delusion as such, uh, but it is a Muslim girl saying please don't be a Muslim, please don't be a Muslim, please don't be a hashtag London. And, uh, well, as I say, this is not delusion as such, but it is interesting to see... Well, it's. I think we should be honest about this and say that every time something like this happens, we all hope that it isn't going to damage our case. I mean, we politicise it immediately. And, you know, that's ruthless and, you know, kind of cold. But it is a an... An inevitable thing. I mean, I'm speaking just uh, about 48 hours after this uh, thing in Las Vegas happened, and I'll, I'll admit that uh, I hoped that it was not a white guy. Uh, I certainly hope that it wasn't a right-wing white guy, uh, because that could be used by my political opponents as as leverage. Um, so it's very understandable that this Muslim girl didn't want the London Bridge attack to be an Islamist attack. And I suppose I mean this doesn't really come under the delusion thing. I just wanted to note it. Because I suppose indirectly it is to do with delusion, because we people tend to lambast the other side for politicizing these things. But the truth is that we all do it. So anyway. Okay, that's the first thing. Similar to that is a white girl, and incidentally, she later deleted her Twitter account. So I imagine that she got some comeback for this. Um and she said I really want the driver to be to be white. Please let them have no relation to Islam. Please let this be an accident. And then all I can think is please let the driver be white. Please let them be white. Prove the idiot spewing hate speech wrong. <laughs> and you know, that's an interesting that that is interesting because Presumably then, because it did turn out to be an Islamist attack, it uh, it was not white people, it was Muslims, and it was Islamic, and whatever, jihadist. Presumably then, the idiots spewing hate speech are not wrong, and therefore perhaps they're not idiots. But then are they still spewing hate speech, if they're right? Or is it still hateful, even if, if what you're saying is right, even if what you're saying is true? Is it still hate speech? And are, and whether it is or not, are you still an idiot for spewing it? You know, I know that this is just a, a casually written tweet and all that, but it does, you know, things that people say off the cuff do sometimes betray deep psychological mechanisms. And in this case, what you have is a white girl, as far as I can tell, she looks white, who is uh, desperate not to wake up. She's desperate to be the egalitarian, the cosmopolitan, the open-minded multiculturalist. And she doesn't want the people who she differentiates herself from to be correct. And it's not just that she doesn't want to be wrong. She doesn't want them to be correct. Because then that would reflect on her entire worldview and the way she identifies herself as a you know a good thinking open-minded person <laughs> you know if the idiots spewing hate speech are right then maybe she's the idiot all right moving on to the next one uh, <laughs> and this was i mean i still don't know if this is actually genuine but i'll just include this one for the sake of it it was uh, the actress bet is it bet midler or betty i think it's bet midler Saying more sorrow and grief at the hands of madmen in London, note that she doesn't describe or characterize those madmen uh, and then and also the idea that they're mad. this is something I talked about very uh, one of my very, very first videos that I filmed was about the Woolwich Killers and how people say that they're just mad, they're just insane. That in itself is a delusion they're not mad, they're not insane they're they're being soldiers, they're doing something which they see. And there is a rational mechanism by which they see it as um, virtuous, righteous. So they're not mad. They're, it, it's silly to say that. Anyway, Bette in her infinite wisdom went on. She said, men and religion are worthless. And I, again, I don't know if this is a genuine tweet. I, but anyway, I'm just going to assume it is. Um... So, she again, she doesn't specify which religion. Just like she doesn't characterize the, men in, the mad men in London. She doesn't characterize the religion either. Uh, she just says that all religion is worthless. Uh, I wonder if she would include Judaism in that. Uh, I believe she is Jewish herself. And also this thing about men being worthless. I mean, that's just that's amazing. That's, the, that's what makes me think this might be fake. I should maybe have checked this beforehand. I, I apologize. Then the next one, <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, now we get on the, the the next two are um are about people claiming that be- well they're they're using pleasure uh, to delude them to delude themselves and to encourage others to delude themselves. This is a journalist, Andrew Beatty, who said, "I should point out if London didn't have Muslims, we'd have no mayor." And way crapper food. The incredible range of restaurants rears its head again. And first of all, we, w- we would have a mayor. It, it just wouldn't be a Muslim one. Uh, so the idea that we'd have no mayor is, in London is ridiculous. And then this thing about food. <laughs> This thing about conspicuous consumption that we now associate with the people that I call shitters. I think it's actually quite widespread. You know, it's this idea that very few things could be more important than the opportunity to enjoy a range of delicious food. <laughs> uh, I mean... Even on the face of it is this guy saying, all well, these occasional terror attacks are worth it because without them, if you, know, if you want to do without the terror attacks, you've also got to do without the, the food, the delicious food. How fucking delicious is this food? <laughs> For God's sake. And then the next one is kind of similar. Um, it's this thing about pleasure. And this is from Owen Jones. And he says, and this was during, this is while it was all going on. Currently in a pub in central London, full of people laughing and chatting. Could be any Saturday night. (laughs) No (laughs) No one is scared or cowed by these terrorists. And I don't really know what he was going for here, except to say that, well, we're not worried about it. Therefore, no one else should be. Or is he saying that because we're not worried about it, we're going to win? I don't know. Of course, another way to interpret it is, if we don't take it seriously, it isn't serious. Or, if we laugh while appeasing the crocodile, it won't ever eat us. I don't really know what what Owen was going for here with this tweet, but... It's, I think it's pretty certain that it is a a moronic tweet. Then the next one, Uh, this is, now this is interesting. This is someone saying uh, London Bridge is falling down, the the nursery rhyme, uh, ending it with Allahu Akbar. And um, someone reported this tweet to the the Metropolitan Police. Uh, Met Police UK, as you can see. And what, what, the reason I think this is delusional is the guy, this second one, Sam Cordell, who reported it, seems to be thinking that if he re- if he reports tweets like this, then the seriousness of the situation is reduced. You know, the fact that we have a terror attack going on in, in London uh, suddenly becomes less important if people are not tweeting these kinds of things about it. Uh... And that is the definition of delusion. But again, you get this. This is something that it manifests in a lot of these uh, delusions, these, these examples of delusion. You see that it's this idea that if we're happy about it, if we refuse to take it seriously, and if we refuse to be scared, then it isn't scary, it isn't serious, it isn't worrying. Uh, because we have chosen how to react to it. So we're sort of writing reality. We are authoring reality by way of how we choose to react to things. Uh, There's something to be said. There's something to be said for this thing about perspective, that you do make your own reality. I understand that. But in the end, you're still responding to the same stimulus, regardless of how you choose to respond to it. The stimulus remains the same. And in this case, it is jihadi terrorism so whether you choose to laugh or cry or whatever about it it's still the same thing it does not wait for you to react to it and thus define it and and then the other thing this idea that the and the guy who reported it, it was he thinking that this was his righteous duty as a citizen uh, or a british man an englishman to sell out his fellow Englishmen. I mean... uh, I'll just move on. The last thing is, oh yes, yes, now this is the very famous clip that emerged from the London Bridge attack, and I still don't know exactly what was going on here. It seems to have been in a a bar and the police were telling people to, to get down, Uh, again this was during the the height of the the attack and you hear a guy saying uh, first you hear a guy saying uh, I think it's fucking Muslim cunts and then another one says don't say that fucking idiot, it's not Muslims I'll just play it Okay, there we go. Uh, so someone says it's like a moment of honesty in this politically correct age. Some suddenly one person says "fucking Muslim cunts," and uh, it's it's it really took me back. You know, I thought, "Oh, that's like the eighties or the 90s, You know, when people just said things. Um, and nowadays, you're not used to that level of well, just direct speaking. And but that that's the well. What's interesting is how his fellow Englishman reacts to that honesty, to that directness. And and also notice that the, the one who is honest is forthright and aggressive and masculine, whereas the one who is delusional is quiet, uh, meek, and it sounds like a wee boy. it uh, doesn't sound manly, which I think is, you know, it's difficult not to read a lot into that. So the guy says, don't say that, you fucking idiot. It's not Muslims. And now, of course, this is just the epitome of delusion. But now, obviously, during any attack, you don't know for sure that it's Muslims. Uh, It could be something else. But what are the odds, especially nowadays? The fact is, this guy who said that it's not Muslims, he had no evidence at all that it wasn't Muslims. And he had plenty of evidence or reason to suppose. That it would be Muslims, plenty of reason to suppose that none to suppose that it was not Muslims, and yet he chose to, to believe that he, or well, he chose to say it, and of course you've got to wonder, was he hoping that other people would hear him saying that, and that would make they would think he was a good man, virtuous, or was he just trying to convince himself, and if so, why? Because in the, in, you know, in the thick of it. It doesn't really matter what you believe, surely. What matters is that you get through this scary situation and you survive. But even at the height of that scary situation, this guy was thinking, am I a good person Or or am I Islamophobic? Somewhere deep down, even then, he was either thinking about how other people were perceiving him or he was thinking about himself. Is he a good person? Amazing. He could be he that, for all that guy knew he could have been about to get killed in some brutal manner, and yet he was thinking about political correctness. Truly remarkable, and and I was I was really amazed by it at the time, and it, you know, to be honest, it, it sticks. It, it's still quite it's still as striking as it was, and I think that is a perfect candidate for a set of exhibits in the future that will be used to illustrate how fucking mad our age was. You know, in the face of one Islamist terror attack after another, combined with the social pressure to not drop, join the dots, recognise the patterns and reach the obvious conclusions, people faced with a new terror attack, or at least some of them, uh, faced with a new terror attack, just assume, well, it's not Muslims, because uh, I, that's what I'm supposed to think. How meek. Uh, as I say, the, the meekness of that man's voice and the sort of childish, huffy, petulant tone that, that he speaks in, it's very telling. Uh, he sounds meek, he sounds beaten down by the subject that he is talking about And also he sounds childish. He sounds like a man who's been kept infantilized by his society. Because at this moment when he is required to be a man, first of all, the police are telling him to just hide. Get down, get down. Don't do anything. Don't be a hero. And all the social pressure is coming into play all at once. Don't think the obvious thing. So yeah, you're stopping men from being men. Uh, and that, that clip is a perfect eg- uh, example of that, I think. And yeah, probably the best example of delusion that I've seen so far. Or, well, up until Parsons Green, perhaps. But yeah, as a single instance of one person embodying this, that's probably as, as, as good as you can get. I'll leave it at that. Thank you for watching.